Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More podcast. This is part two of my blog on discovering life's lies. In the first part, we looked at the various lies and deceptions we participate in. Now let's look at ways to handle them, and uh, who knows, maybe even learn to laugh at them a bit. So how have you addressed all the deceptions and lies in your life? We're all told lies when we were kids, you know, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, the Tooth Fairy, Skippy went to dog heaven, Daddy is tired and has a headache from working so hard. That's why he's sleeping. Now, as kids, it's not a bad idea to lie to us. Uh, You know, we don't have the mental capacity to understand a lot of things, so our parents just tell us fun stories to get us to shut the fuck up and go to bed. So lies aren't always bad and harmful, and we learn early on that the little deceptions can work wonders. But how did you feel when you discovered these deceptions about Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny? I mean, did you continue to play along until it didn't work for you anymore, or simply couldn't believe in them yourself? Were you saddened to discover the truth? Did you vow to never tell your children those lies, uh, but then only to do it yourself? We trained ourselves as children to play along with mutually agreed upon lies, and it continues into adulthood. Now, here's how I see it, and you may see it differently. See, just because everyone else drinks, or I think everyone else drinks, doesn't mean that I have to. I don't have to do what other people say and go out drinking, and conversely, I don't have to do what other people say and follow a program to stay sober. I don't have to become angry at alcohol or drinkers and go to the other extreme of self-righteousness and preaching to everyone. What I can do is I can change my behavior. I can adjust and adapt my behavior for where I am, both physically, be it at a party, a wedding reception, a family gathering, whatever, and mentally. I must do what's right for me, even if it means passing on invitations or doing something that's inconvenient. Now, sometimes I must deceive myself and say, I believe I'm doing the right thing. Now, quite often, a lie helps get you started at something. Oh, come on, this will be easy. And sometimes a lie is useful. Oh, this won't hurt. And sometimes a lie is outright deceit. Oh, this won't hurt. Now, these are silly examples, but they're true. I mean, all the words are pretty much the same and all the lies are pretty much the same. But depending on the context and the situation in which the lie is used, the lie is either helpful or it's harmful. And, you know, having been lied to and betrayed by people I trusted, I've learned to be more skeptical in life. Now, this helps me protect myself from hurt and heartache. So let me give an example. See, if I don't expect you to be honest, if I don't expect you to do what you say you're going to do, then I can't get angry at you and damage my own heart. I can still be disappointed. However, with this attitude can also come a marvelous upside. You might give me a pleasant surprise and do what you said you were going to do. You may become more regular at being reliable and begin to show consistency. Now, do I get even with those who lie to me, or do I mete out vengeance on those who tell me they'll do something and then they don't? Well, all situations are different. Now, if it happens to be part of a legally binding contract, believe me, I will hold them to it. Now, if it's on a personal level, and I've given you my word, but you haven't kept yours, I'll fulfill my part and then sever ties between us. I won't invest in heartache, so I limit or completely eliminate my interaction or involvement with the individual in the future. Now, the sad part of this is that I'll miss out on engaging with them in the future, but I will not invest in heartache. 
Now, I know I may sound cynical and bitter, but I'm not. See, by not believing what people say, I, I can actually like them, even love them for who and what they are. I look at our history together. If history shows me that the person is unreliable, what makes me think they'll be reliable this time? I mean, I expect nothing different from them than past experience, but I keep my mind and my heart open for a pleasant surprise. Maybe they will be reliable this time. People do change. So let me ask you to think about someone close to you. Are they consistently reliable or unreliable? Why would you expect their pattern to change? You can hope for a change in pattern and hope for a pleasant surprise. Hey, why not give the person the opportunity to prove themselves? But remember that if you hold no false expectations of them, you can't get angry with them if they stick to their previous patterns. Now, you could be disappointed and angry with how it affects you, but don't be surprised and don't open yourself up to heartache in the future. Hey, if you want to engage and get involved with an unreliable person, remember that you are participating in a mutually agreed upon lie. And without mutually agreed upon lies, the world would look mighty harsh, or harsher than already is, and none of us would ever get married, vote, join a club or movement, or even establish friendships. We need the softer mutually agreed upon lies in life. And self-deception and self-delusion give you the optimism to go out and live in a world that simply wants to pummel you daily just for being alive. Now, it's kind of weird because, you know, we like to view things realistically and honestly. And if you weren't a bit overconfident and overestimated your own abilities with some self-deception, you'd never try anything new or never make any progress. And we all internalize and believe some type of self-deception. I mean, most of us think we're smarter than average, better looking than average, or better drivers than average. Hey, these are all quite normal thoughts, but don't worry. Most of these delusions don't get too out of control because there are plenty of people in this world who are all too happy to remind you that you're not as amazing as you think you are, especially like the guy that whipped you the finger on the freeway because you don't know how to merge right. We all need a bit of self-deceit. I mean, because if you honestly evaluated everything you were about to try or undertake through the mathematical laws of probability, you'd see that the odds are stacked against you, and you wouldn't do anything. And without a bit of self-deception, you can become quite despondent in life. Now, psychologists call what I'm describing as suffering from depressive realism. See, in this type of person who suffers from depressive realism, they don't view things through beer-colored glasses, but they also don't get too excited about life. They aren't as surprised by or let down by disappointments in life. Yes, they still experience disappointment as well as joy, but it's a flatter sensation. Now, while this flatness can be helpful at dealing with disappointments, it also means that they don't feel the emotional highs as often and may not have a genuine zest for life. That's where the term depression comes into play. I mean, they're often called pessimists or cynical by their family and friends. And quite often, they're not willing to risk trying new things or risk rejection. What they do is they rob themselves of experiencing life. Now, self-deception and self-talk can also be harmful, so be careful of what you tell yourself. If you constantly remind yourself that you're weak, powerless, and you'll always be a drunk, hey, you probably will be. 
Uh, what I find a bit confusing is when you're told, all right, fake it till you make it. But then you have to openly state that you're weak and powerless. And if it weren't for so-and-so or such and such, I, I, I wouldn't be here today. And these are incongruent beliefs and statements, and the brain is confused by incongruency and inconsistency. Use self-deceptions and self-talk to empower you, not to degrade and berate yourself. I mean, believe me, there are plenty of people who are willing to do that for you. I found most of my relatives are more than happy to do it for me. All right, so is there some great revelation I can reveal or some brilliant advice I can impart here? Nah, probably not. I'm not that smart. I mean, if anything, maybe you just want to look closer at what you're being told in life and ask yourself, is this an outright devious deception intended to harm me or to take advantage of me? Or is this a lie which is intended to help me? Am I participating in a mutually agreed upon lie? Additionally, you might want to ask yourself some questions about your own self-deceptions. Am I just bullshitting myself here? I mean, if I am, might I be harming myself with my own self-deception? But then again, maybe you don't want to or need to think this out too much. You see, life is never going to be perfect. And if you think it is or that it will be, well, then you're lying to yourself. Hey, but lying to yourself may be just what you need to get through another day of life. You know, all of life's lies and deceptions are not awful. They're just part of being what we are, human. I mean, try to make the best out of them and try not to let them harm you too much. Try not to expect or demand too much from life, yourself or from others, but allow yourself to be pleasantly surprised when good things do happen and when you do catch people telling the truth. You know, life can be harsh, but it can also be a lot of fun. Please, don't rob yourself of experiencing life. Okay, that's it. Thank you for spending uh, some of your time to read my blog or listen to my podcast. Remember that these are my own opinions and observations. Yes, I have done some research. But nonetheless, think for yourself and come to your own conclusions. Hey, if you enjoy this stuff or you get something out of it, please tell your friends about my website. It's livingsobersucks.com. You can also follow me or friend me or do whatever you want to do. You just find me on Facebook. I'm all over the damn place. And to let you know, I offer my website, my blog, a podcast. Uh, they're all for free and without control of any annoying advertisers. And if you like what I do and what I write about, you can help me pay for all this by making a donation to my website securely through PayPal. Hey, by the way, donations are not tax deductible. I pay taxes on what you contribute. Hey, thanks again for spending your valuable time with me. My name is Mark Tuchel.